Bedlam is a scene of madness, chaos, or great confusion. And we're going to pair our mayhem with a bottle of wine. This, this is, is Bottle of Bedlam. you i'm just dandy well that wine matches your sweater good thank you it's this this is a great wine yes this one came from william chris vineyards in the texas high plains oh this is from your fredericksburg trip yes it is um grown in the texas high plains and i like how we were discussing earlier how um it has the alcohol percentage by volume Big. Very large. Uh -huh. So we think this is probably liked by the 50 and older crowd. <laughs> or in my case, the 43-year-old and older I I can't see anything But anymore. you can see that, can't I you? I can see that, yes. They did it up right. William and Chris. It's two men's first names. Mm. I thought it was William Christ at first. Oh, okay. But it's two guys that started this winery. So well, it is um, very it, good. It is their Sensaw or Sensout oh. or Sanso. We just looked <laughs> it up on Google <laughs> and listened to several different pronunciations so that we would know yes. how to say it. But it's like a light colored red it's and it's really very, good. It's really, really good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't normally like lighter, mm -hmm. you know, wines or lighter red wines. Um, but this one's really, really tasty. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Yes. This of is, course. I feel so special. I feel so rich. I mean, yeah, because usually it's from a gas station <laughs> yeah. on the way to your house. Well, last night when you rolled up with the black bag, mm -hmm. I knew you had stopped at the gas you station. You knew. <laughs> yes. I came prepared. Oh my goodness. Well, how was your week? It was good. Um, I've been thinking about something. I feel like we need to get tattoos and I know that you don't want to do that, but I feel like we, or you never have before, but I want to talk you into it and I want us <laughs> to get a matching one. No. I feel like if we get so many followers, Macy gets a tattoo. No. <laughs> oh, What's my the gosh. number? No, there is no number. <laughs> You're still not going to do a wine glass no. No. on the bottom of your toe? No. Brandon Tucker would kill... Well, he would kill you first because he it's your idea. He wouldn't ever know it happened. Uh, it would be on the bottom of your toe. Angela, I can't keep stuff like that from him. Yes, you can. Just... Plus, my Don't dad. Never let him suck on your toes. <laughs> we did not have to worry way. about that. <laughs> I, I, Angela, you know how I feel about permanence. It's just so permanent. You've gotten a permanent before. And I hated it and I regretted it. Well, you'll just have to walk a lot and then it'll rub <laughs> off. It's not a big deal. Oh my gosh. Do it for the listeners and I, followers. The, if, if the listeners knew uh, my husband's uh, opinion on uh, tattooing, <laughs> they would understand why. Just get a dot. <laughs> then what's the point? To I can say just we got Sharpie. one together. Okay, every day. I, okay, I'm going to get one, and then every day you're going to draw it on with a Sharpie and take a picture of it. Deal. 
Okay. We just shook on it. If, okay. When Angela, well, I just want you to know that if they ever find me, they'll be able to identify me. <laughs> they will, because you But they tattoos. won't you. When you show up in a lake somewhere, you're going to not be identifiable because the water will have washed the Sharpie off. <laughs> well, that okay. That is something that I mean, I it, should consider. For safety I, concerns, I feel like okay. you should get one. Sort of like a, a chip. Yes. Like chipping our children. Yes. I've... I've seriously thought about no I'm joking mm-hmm. but okay let me think about it um let me yes I, it's not a hard no but it's a probably okay. no <laughs> okay it's a what's something that's not soft or hard it's somewhat it's a squishy no a squishy no yes but and but your tattoos have meanings yes that like you didn't just go to a tattoo parlor and right Oh, hi. There's Thank you. Glasses. Here's my glasses. Thank you. Did you did you hear? Say hello, Brandon. Yes, say hello. hi. Hey, what's up? How are y'all? Good. <laughs> You're on here now. We were talking on, to Brandon about being on one much. of our episodes. Well, she just told me I had to get a tattoo and I told him how you felt about tattoos. Well, I don't I don't like ass hats too much for sure. <laughs> I'll be the star of the show. I just don't have time right now. Okay. Yes. More important. All right. Thank you. Until next time. Bye, Brandon. So, thank you. So, Brandon had to bring me my glasses because, as we were talking about earlier, um, I can't see anymore. Yes. So, it's the, we'll say the 40 and over crowd. Uh, Yeah. Because, well, it hit me like a ton of, like, me and Brandon were literally sitting beside each other on the couch because he sits in his chair and I sit on the couch. And it was, and he's older than me. So, his eyesight, Lasted. It happened like at the same time. It happened it? at the ex- We had identically timed eyesight losses. I remember the first time that I walked into y'all's living room and I was like, who are you two four eye weirdos? I know. I, I never mean, had seen it and I didn't expect it. I and know. And now they just wear them on the top of their head all the time. <laughs> We are, we do not care. And he, it was so funny. He ordered us glasses offline mm-hmm. and Keaton looked at him one day and said, do you have on Macy's reading glasses? Cause Brandon's look a little. Yes. They feminine. look feminine. <laughs> yes. I want to get him some funny um, thing to put around his neck. Oh, he will wear it. Oh, I know. He, he probably he will. will. He absolutely yeah. will wear it. But yeah, he, but he never remembers his glasses. So he has to wear mine all uh-huh. the time. And uh-huh. mine are like cat eyes. And, <laughs> you know, mine are, I buy the stylish oh my ones. Gosh, but, I um, love it. but yeah, he's, Brandon and I, we are getting old. And, but we're doing it together. So yeah, who cares? Exactly. So that was Brandon. That was Brandon. Thank y'all. Sorry about the interruption. Um, Okay, so for the episode today, um, it got me thinking, and you'll see why in just a second, but do you remember when we started kicking around the idea of we want to do a podcast? Um, Gus was still in diapers. Yes. This was, it was, it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Or did it stop, start before that? I mean, I think we talked about it a lot before that, but then we actually started recording And figuring things out, and we've changed our genre so many times. So many times. And tried other things. We kept coming back to this. But anyway, do you remember that we used to call Gus Grumpy Gus? 
Uh, yes, I still, me and Anna Claire still call him Grumpy Gus sometimes. Yeah, I, if he's being a little toot, I'll call him Grumpy Gus sometimes but, too. Yes. But it got me thinking about his behavior back then at two or, you know, yeah. when he was like one, two, three, probably. Yeah. Because they say terrible twos, but I remember thinking he was worse when he was three. Oh, for sure. Both my kids. I, yeah. I, they were both way harder at three. Well, my other two were just not, I don't, maybe it's been so long ago because the oldest one is 16 now. Maybe I yeah. just don't remember them well, I think giving too, me a hard time. Our, our big ones, well, my two and your two big ones, we were all at the exact same phase yeah. at the same time. Like all of our kids are pretty much all right there within about three years of each other. Gus is like the straggler. And so I think we just remember Gus more mm-hmm. because the other ones were bigger and he was our only little one that we were focusing on. Yes. And so you have a sophomore, I have a sophomore, you have a freshman, I have an eighth grader. And then there's Gus, the kindergartner. Right. So he is around. He thinks he is mm-hmm. a big kid, and he can boss them around and get exactly what he wants. Still, whether <laughs> it's throwing a fit, yes. punching the boys where he should not, <laughs> and bring them to their knees. Um, Gusty, he has a yes. lot of different tactics. Um, <laughs> And most of the time they work. Can I tell you the funniest story about Gus? I don't know that I've ever told you. Okay. So, Anna Claire and Keaton. My, so, Keaton is my stepson. Anna Claire is my daughter. And Gus all went trick-or-treating in our neighborhood a couple of three years ago. Mm-hmm. And the next day, me and Brandon get a video. A, a ring can Like, you know how people have, like, doorbell cameras mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. well it was Anna Claire Keaton and Gus and Gus and Keaton were fist fighting on this ring cam video and Keaton is older yes I mean Keaton's a sixth grader and they're <laughs> fist fighting <laughs> that's their trick-or-treating and no one and they said nothing to me about it when we got home so I asked Keaton and Anna Claire I'm like Keaton why why were you fist fighting with Gus and he was like well we just had a fight and I showed them the camera. I'm like, someone sent this <laughs> to me and your dad. Like, but I tell you that because Gus literally thinks. Yes. I mean, he would have been three yeah. at that, at yes. that time. <laughs> and he's a fist fighting Keaton. Keaton's Someone's fighting the kid in the diaper. <laughs> yes. I don't know which one. I'm like, Keaton, you cannot fist fight Gus. Like, I'll have to find the video. I have the video somewhere, but yes. Yeah. Yes, um, please. I need to see but, that. Yeah, so Gus does. He thinks he's a big yes. kid. And he always um, has. He's just so bossy and strong-willed. I don't know. I don't know where he gets that really from. Yeah, because you're, you're not, not bossy. bossy. No, you're not bossy at all. I think it's just a... I mean, I I know you're the baby of your family, but your 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 personality is just very laid back. I think, and not that Gus isn't, but I think a lot of times, only children or babies. But then I'm the oldest child in my family, and I'm super bossy. My sister's not bossy at all. Yeah, and it wasn't necess- It wasn't like fit throwing. No. It was just headstrong um like I can remember not wanting to take him out to eat because it was like during COVID nobody went out to eat and I always blamed COVID for him not being able to sit at a table and eat when you go out to eat he wanted to get up and play around and I couldn't enjoy a meal out to eat right 
Oh, yeah. Because he was never, he didn't go through the training process of like, <laughs> this is what you do at a right. restaurant. He missed that. Right. No, there, and there's some truth to that. Yeah. Like, and, and two, I think with Gus, we called him Grumpy Gus. It wasn't because he misbehaved in any way. It was like he would be genuinely grumpy, like yeah. an old man grumpy. Yes. It wasn't temper tantrums or throwing mm-hmm. fits or anything like that. Yeah. Like he, he would just literally have a grumpy look on his face. An attitude. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it was precious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he pulled it off. He pulled it off well because I wouldn't have been as cute as him. Doing <laughs> and that. our other, our other four, no. we wouldn't have thought it was cute. No, no, we wouldn't have. No. Even though I think teenagers are just genetically grumpy, but mm-hmm. no, that's just. I do too. Maybe that's point. just mine. Yes. Well, today we are, I say that because even though he was headstrong, I try to think about when things happen to kids, when parents do things to hurt them. I try to put myself in their shoes. Like, could I ever imagine it being bad enough for me to backhand Gus or, you know, do something like that? Because the story that we're going to talk about today, um, the girl's name is Teresa Ann Beer. Beer, like as in Miller Lite? B-I-E-R. Oh, And so, um, she was born to Shirley and David, and she and her sister lived with her parents in Fresno, California, and it was not a happy home for them, for the kids. Shirley was abusive, the mom. When, When Teresa was only three, her mother somehow managed to twist her leg around crib slats until her leg broke. Oh, my God. Yes. And after breaking the three-year-old's leg, she beat her severely until she broke several ribs. Teresa ended up in the hospital at three. And did Shirley end up in prison? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yes. Um, She did end up having surgery on her leg in the hospital. And the hospital is where... uh, when you when there's trauma or whatever done to a child, social services is called. Yes. So then they were taken away, her and her sister, and <clears throat> they were put in foster care. And Teresa and Vicky, her sister, were taken in by a woman from their church named Sylvia. So a few years went by, and then Teresa's dad, David, came back into the picture. He had divorced the mom at that point. Okay, good. Good, David. And he had remarried a lovely woman named Margie Richmond. Ooh, my sister-in-law's name is Margie. She's precious. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister-in-law's name is Margie, too. I have one of those. We oh. both have Margies. We both have Margies. I bet our Margies are better than this, Margie. I was being sarcastic. Oh, good. Yeah, my, I, 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 yeah our Margies are good. Yeah. Okay, well, that sucks. So, David has piss-poor taste in women. It seems... Like he does. He does not have a good picker. Oh, good, David. Now, Macy, I get confused on your family tree sometimes when you're talking (laughs) about stuff. (laughs) I don't think they're ready for this. We've been friends for quite some time. Our whole lives. Yeah. And I get confused about the forks and everything on that. But I also get confused... um, in the fact that I dated your brother. Yes. And I don't, 
It, it was a, you know, like a week-long nine-year-old relationship yes. when we were in elementary school. I um, you know, our... Nothing too serious right, during right. that week. Like holding hands or yes. something. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe it helped. I do remember that I wore his Texas Longhorn puffy jacket. Yes. And it smelled really good. Oh, yeah. Matthew, yes. he, yeah. He was he was all about the smell of good. Now, I say that because it's a funny joke to us that I, we say <laughs> dated your brother. But me and you, on the other hand, also talk about us being cousins <laughs> and I never put the two of those together until I can't remember who pointed it out to me I don't remember if it was my ex-husband one time or what but I at one point had said Matthew was my first little sweetheart and then at another point in time I said something about us being like third cousins because yeah. our grandparents were first cousins yes I don't know exactly what that makes us but I dated my cousin. Oh. So, I'm a statistic is what I'm getting at. <laughs> and I'm pretty so sure. So, Matthew is a statistic he's as well. A statistic I can't wait to text me. him and tell him he's yes. a statistic. We could have had 13-fingered twins or something. Yeah. You oh, never know. They would have been so pretty, though. They would have been cute. They would have been pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of those 13 fingers. <laughs> it would just be extra. <laughs> Because me and him are extra, y'all, aren't we? <laughs> Nothing but love. Who couldn't use another finger anyway? <laughs> I think mothers should sprout a third arm when they find out they're pregnant, mm -hmm. and then shed it when mm -hmm. the child graduates mm -hmm. high school. Yes, yes. So when they graduate high school, yeah. When they, I mean, when they're eighteen, you'd have to buy new coats. <laughs> Listen, after that, I'm telling you, for eighteen years, a mother needs a third arm. Yeah, we do. I mean, did you see all the crap I was carrying into your house this morning? Yes, but that didn't have anything to do with your children. But I can see, like, it would be handy going to, like, baseball games when you have to carry like a chair. snow skiing yeah. vacations oh, that, when you're having to carry their that. skis and all of that because they can't do it. And beach vacations when you're hauling. I mean, it would be handy for, like, cooking dinner. Cook and being on the phone, having one arm that comes out the back to, like, hold the hold phone. Hold the phone while you stir and flip. And, and, yeah. See, I'm telling you, find out you're pregnant, sprout the third arm. Get those babies graduated. If you had been around on the fifth day or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whenever he was designing the human yes. body, so he could just start thinking mm -hmm. about it more, then I just don't know that I don't know that God. I mean, I know he was is omnipotent and omnipresent and omniscient, but like I don't know that he understood how much moms were going to have to do. Well. I mean, I know he's all-knowing, and he knew eventually that Eve would take the bite. Mm -hmm. Of whatever the proverbial fruit was. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I guess he didn't want to make it too easy for her since, oh, you know. So, the, the yeah. difficult, the level of difficulty. I'm so, I'm pissed at her all the time. Oh, At least time. once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least once a month. Uh, but yeah, pretty much Eve, she screwed it up for everybody. Yes. She really screwed it up for everybody. Everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. She's a statistic too. She is. <laughs> the number one hated you, person ever. <laughs> Generational hatred. Yes, yes. For sure. Well, okay. So now yep, that yep. we've divided yep. or figured out that you and Matthew are cousins and you loved each other for a, a period of time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I say all of that because I need to tell you something about Marge. Stay with me. Okay. Marge 
Margie, I can't help but call her Marge, um, was once married to Teresa's, Teresa's mother, Shirley, her half-brother. Okay, hold on. Marge is married to David now. David, okay. Her ex-husband was Shirley's half-brother. Mm, that's keeping it real close. Yes, it is. Okay. And they had two daughters. Okay. Okay. I almost feel like we need a chart or uh, a whiteboard. some yarn. I need a whiteboard behind me to explain this. Okay. Okay, so these daughters lived with Margie and David. Okay. 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 Um, I'm really, I'm trying to stay with you on this. So, okay. Shirley's half-brother and Margie were married. Uh-huh. And she, have, she has two daughters. Now she's married to Shirley's ex-son-in-law. That's what David would be, right? Because David was married to Teresa. Correct? No. David is her dad. David's her dad. Yeah. Teresa's a baby. Teresa's a kid. Mm -hmm. Teresa mm -hmm. and Vicky are the kids. Okay, no, I got you now. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Okay. So they had the two daughters live living with them when Teresa came to live with them in Southern California. Okay. Okay. Vicky did not just Teresa. That, yeah, that's how I understand it. Okay. Um, these daughters, uh, she, okay, lost my spot. It is here that Margie was allegedly abusive toward her oh, kids geez. and Teresa. Mm -hmm. Okay. One example that I read about is that she would sit at the kitchen table or wherever and she would keep the fridge locked and they would watch her eat and she wouldn't let them have food. Like, why are we having kids? That's, I truly don't understand. Like, if you don't want to be a mom and love a child, like, why are you having them? Exactly. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Teresa ended up making her way back somehow to Fresno to live with her great-grandmother. Okay. But she didn't stay there long. Soon, she moved in with John... Blind Johnny Richmond, Richmond, who is 42. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, and I'll explain who he is and how he comes into the picture. But first, can you guess how Blind Johnny got his name? Blind Johnny got his name because he's blind? He claims that he went blind while playing Russian roulette. Okay. Now, Blind Johnny had two daughters. Lots of daughters in this situation. But these two daughters lived with Margie and David. It, he used to be married to Margie. So now Teresa is living with a man that was married to her stepmom? Mm -hmm. How big is this town? I'm Wait, not sure. <laughs> I mean, I, am, I did not look into the population. Um... But it's in California. You would think Arkansas or something like that. Or to even Sulphur Springs where we live with what <laughs> like, we've been talking about. I don't understand what's yes. happening. Mm -hmm. Like, their circle is small. He didn't have custody of his own two daughters, but he was legally given custody of Teresa, his ex-wife's stepdaughter. 
So they're not romantic. How old is Teresa? Is she very young still? Um, at, at the point of the story, she's 16. Oh. Um, so around, I don't know when she came to live with him, but when I start talking about everything that went on, she was 16. Okay. I think pretty close to okay. that or, you know, um, now he may not have had his daughters, but he did have his two sons that lived with him. Two sons that he had with a prostitute. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And Teresa was his babysitter. Oftentimes, so they were much younger, um, oftentimes missing school to stay home and uh, keep them. So she she was the babysitter for them, and he would even have her miss school in order to do that. This poor girl. <clears throat> she didn't stand a chance. I don't know anything about this story, but she mm -hmm. did not stand a chance. Blind Johnny may have been blind with two sons of a prostitute and somehow managing a stepdaughter of his ex-wife. He sounds like Mother Teresa almost. But Blind Johnny <laughs> had a girlfriend also. How do you find the time? That's what I'm like. He seems like a busy man. I don't, I don't. The 42-year-old so man. Yes. This girlfriend was 17 years old. Her name was Tamara Newman. And she lived with them also. Who are these people? You've got Blind Johnny and 17-year-old Tamara. You've got Teresa, the ex-wife's stepdaughter. And two kids with a prostitute. Two kids with a prostitute. All living together. I'm sure to it was... To carry on Blind Johnny's name. I'm sure it was a they harmonious household. Yes. Oh, God. Teresa was reportedly sexually abused by Blind Johnny and his friends at 16. And if that wasn't bad enough, the school referred to Teresa as immature compared to others her age and slow to learn. Oh, I wonder why. Mm -hmm. She's literally had no raising and no opportunity. To kind of give you an idea of what Teresa looked like, um, she was described as having buck teeth or teeth that protruded in the front. Um, she had brown hair and hazel eyes and was 5'5". Five, five, and when she was 16, she weighed 110 pounds. So little bitty. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, in June of 1987, Teresa told her friends, Peggy and Janice, that she met a man named Russell Shelton Welch, also known as Skip. Mm -hmm. And he was going to take her camping in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California near Bass Lake. Don't go, Teresa. Skip, 43, painted houses. Oh, God. Yes. And he had an obsession, Macy. Can oh, you, I'm sure he did. He's can, dating a 17-year-old. Can you guess what his obsession might have been? Does it have to do with raping 17-year-old girls? Bigfoot. Like a Sasquatch? <laughs> okay, we were on two really different wavelengths right then. He claimed to have seen oh, Bigfoot Skipper. multiple times. Sure he did. Oh, I'm sure he thinks he saw him when yeah. he was on some type of... Hallucinogen? <laughs> yeah. Or meth. Yes. Okay. Meth. Have you ever seen Harry and the Hendersons? Yes. Uh-huh. You know, my maiden name... Uh, w was Anderson, and then my oldest name 
is Anderson. His yes. first name is Anderson. And um, when he was little, he used to call it Harry and the Andersons. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> he really thought that was it. <laughs> and so I grew up having that VHS tape yes. and watching it. Uh-huh. But when it came on Netflix or whatever it was on, because my dad was retired and my mom retired to keep my kids. Yes. And so they, I used to love Harry and the Henderson. So they bought the movie and it was like on, I don't know how you, like back then how you. I don't know what we had to stream. I, I don't know that we streamed stuff. Like when the boys were like three or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I remember my dad bought it because they could go back and watch it yeah. all the time. But it wasn't like a VHS or a DVD, I don't think. And so um, whatever the difference was. The one I grew up watching did not say cuss words. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was clean. Yeah. Yeah. And so, this is a family movie, of right. course, but it is the reason why Anderson said, holy shit, at three. <laughs> because the little boy in the movie... I did not know this story. The, the little boy in the movie sees... Harry for the first time and says, holy shit, really loud. And I can remember that coming on the first time I'm sitting in the living room watching it with my parents and Anderson. And then he says it and we all look at each other because we've all seen it a thousand times and we didn't know it ever cussed. I guess they like took that out of the one that we watched. And so, so then... Fast forward a few days later, and Anderson is playing with toys and drops something and says, holy shit! And we're like, <laughs> And it's so funny. It's funnier now because he's such a great kid. Yeah, I, I have in my notes, and that was the first and only time he cussed. Yeah, I was like, he's such a sweet boy. He would never say that word now, would he? He would never say that. Okay, so back to Skip. Okay. Skip was a winner, mm. just as everybody in Teresa's life had been at this point. Yes, he was a painter of sorts, but his wife had died of a drug overdose. Oh, he was on God. meth. Yeah, he was on meth and somehow managed to live on disability checks and painted on the side. And could afford a prostitute to impregnate. No, no, this is the guy that's taking her, that this just came Skip. into Okay, the, okay, yeah. sorry, not not blind. Blind Johnny. Not blind Johnny. Okay, so Skip is taking her, he's got the Sasquatch obsession. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And he likes meth. Oh, no. So they're going to put some gas in a vehicle with their disability check and head to hunt Bigfoot. No. So on June 1st, 1987... Some articles I read stated that Skip came first thing in the morning to Blind Johnny's house. And while <laughs> I know <laughs> Teresa was getting ready for school, Skip offered to take her to school. Blind Johnny took him up on the offer. Of course, I guess he couldn't drive her. <laughs> needles down probably oh i'm trying to think God. of why he would be there in the morning and just randomly here? you know um not knowing that they had something else planned blind johnny was like yeah um oh so he 
supposedly takes her to school. But later that morning, Teresa's school called Blind Johnny to check in on her absence. And, um, you know, he found out that she did not go to school. She had played hooky. Yeah. So, or, you know, he didn't drop her off. And he told them that she was homesick and decided to stay home that day. She was upset from, I don't know what she would have called her home or what he was referring to as homesick. Um, but he searched everywhere for her throughout the day and finally ended up calling the Fresno police. Now, another article that I read said that Blind Johnny simply agreed to Skip's request when he came over there that morning. Okay. And he knew that Skip was going to take her hunting Bigfoot and they were going to go on a camping trip. Oh my gosh, this is all so screwed up. Okay. Yeah, some some different blogs and things where people can comment said, I can't believe he would let her go. So I think more Okay. Of, I, I'm pretty sure that was the case. Okay. I'm pretty sure he knew. This isn't my daughter. I don't care. I want to go hunt Bigfoot I mean, and stay overnight in the mountains. Sure. And he lets her not go to school all the time anyways. Yes. I mean, so so um, when the police ended up questioning Skip's family when they couldn't be found, you know, they heard from a 17-year-old girl, Michelle Ryan. She informed them that Skip had tried to get her to go to the mountains with him the summer before, but Skip's own daughter had warned her not to go with him. He was known for offering girls drugs, and in return, they would be expected to go to the mountains with him and have sexual encounters. Um, this girl did, did go with him on the trip to the mountain, but he, uh, did end up make she made it back and I believe others went with them. So that, oh, so maybe like that was, okay. yeah, maybe that was the reason why, um, police spoke to Skip's daughter and son who both had been visited on June 1st by Skip and Teresa on their way to the mountains, oh my but they were still nowhere to be found. Now, I did read up on the terrain of the Sierra Nevada, yeah, the terrain. Um, it is known for many things, including beautiful landscapes, challenging terrain, and it's well known, actually, for Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> <laughs> so, Skip is not the only um, Bigfoot whisperer. <laughs> And Skip being more experienced at this, all things this. Uh, yeah, um, because he's double, more than double her age. Yes. Um, was to, He was supposed to act as Teresa's God. Um, and it's still unknown how the two of them hashed out this plan to go together and how they met up and all that in the first place right. to plan it. He may have just been over at their house a few times or whatever. But it was said that she was truly excited and curious about Bigfoot. Okay, so she wanted so to go. It, so it could have been that maybe he maybe he was known for maybe taking people up in the mountains and doing drugs and yada yada. But the one girl did come back fine. Okay. And um, it was a friend of his daughter's and she was like, nah, you shouldn't go. That might be weird anyway, you know? Sure, yeah, okay. And so... Um, Anyway, he was supposed to take her and show her the ropes of hunting the creature that he has seen many times. <laughs> and some, he hasn't seen that he... <laughs> some say if she got separated from Skip, 
that it's very possible she wouldn't have had enough experience to know what to do to make it to help or back to civilization, you know, based on where they were. Okay. And if he was on meth, he may truly not know exactly what happened. Right. Right. Okay. And so... And it, was, did she have a history of drug usage? I didn't read that anywhere. Okay. Okay. And her being slow to learn... Right. I wouldn't... I mean, I don't know. And I don't know how severe the slow to learn quote... Yeah, I mean, what, but I'm exactly. not slow to learn it. But if you took me to the mountains and we got separated, I'd uh, yeah. be up uh, a creek without a paddle. Yes, quite literally. Or in a mountain without hiking boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's better. Or whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Teresa. I'm just saying, I don't know that she would be the type to be enticed by the drug offer that okay. he was known for. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So. On June 5th, Skip's car was found by the police near a trailer park. He had gone to see a friend, Dorothy Davis. She reported that he was very upset because a girl that had been with him was taken by some satanic group in the mountains, and they would not give her back. Oh. I mean, this just keeps getting... I mean... Dorothy knew Skip was high at the time and thought he was just delusional. With his story. Okay. So, she she didn't know if he even had a girl with him or if he knew what he was talking about. Or when he said satanic group, she's like, oh. So, a few days went by and her caretaker, Blind Johnny, (laughs) for lack of other words of exactly No, I need you to keep referring to him as Blind Johnny. (laughs) I'm needing nicknames at this point to keep all these psychos straight. (laughs) Good Blind Lord. John. And I like to um, just give his whole, to remind you, but also just because of his whole title. So I'm just going to say this again. Um, Blind Johnny with two children from a prostitute, <laughs> a 17-year-old girlfriend, and who used to be married to Teresa's stepmother, that guy, started getting threatening phone calls from a woman. This woman told him that his family would be hurt if he didn't tell the police that Skip had dropped Teresa at school that morning and that she was soon after picked up by some blonde chick. Okay. Oh, okay. So, if he was questioned, that's what he needed to say. That she went to school and then was picked up by a blonde chick. Mm-hmm. And um, the chick is my word. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't verbatim. That's that. basically what he said. Yes. I can, yeah. Blind Johnny wasn't probably too eloquent. I, I picture him sounding like people with no teeth. Right. The, in the meth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Skip was taken in by the police on an unrelated charge. I think it was like DUI or something like that. Um. It is here and then that he was questioned, and he told police that there were a bunch of big foots or feet. How, what's plural? We had Sasquatches. Sasquatches. <laughs> we're just like when you go plural, it's no longer Bigfoot, it's Sasquatches. Exactly. Because I, what would it be? Big foots? Big feet? Or big feet? Big Big feet. <laughs> Sasquatches. Sasquatches, exactly. And I have that in my notes. Okay, good. Because I knew we would struggle, and I have Sasquatches, when plural, 
in parentheses, and you did the same thing I did. So thank you for that. Oh my god. Oh gosh. So it is here um, that he was questioned about the events. Um, he told police that there were a bunch living in the mountains in caves that were underground, and he had been around them. Oh, gosh. And yeah. was like a Bigfoot whisperer, like I said before. And he was asked about Teresa, who he uh, called Sam, he said. And his story changed every time. He called Teresa Sam? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's list like, when you look her up, it's listed as a nickname. So, I don't know I mean, do these that people... was his nickname for her. I mean, Terry? Yeah. But, but Sam? Yeah. I mean. Okay. Okay, I'm just trying and to understand. Anne was her middle name, so yeah, yeah I don't, I, no okay. clue if the whole family called her that or if it was just I mean, Skip. why didn't they just name made, her Sam? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, he stuck with the dropping off at school story at first, but then ended up saying that they did go into the mountains to look for Bigfoot. Okay. At one point, he said that she left with some other campers. And at another point, he told authorities that she had ran off into the woods with a woman. I guess that's how he got the story of the blonde chick. I guess. Um, he also said that they actually saw Bigfoot several times. And she ran in some direction chasing after a Bigfoot and ended up getting lost from him. Okay. It was in this last version that he admitted Teresa would probably not return since that's what happened because she would be happier living with all the big feet Sasquatches. Is this real? In the mountains because it was better than living with her family. Oh, that's super sad. Mm -hmm. He admitted to police that if they happened to find her, they would see that he had not had sexual relations with Teresa because he wouldn't do that. Uh. She was willing, but he just wasn't that way since she was so young. Oh, I don't have a good feeling about any of this. So Skip ended up agreeing to take the police to the area where they camped. When they got there, they found a fire that was still smoldering along with blankets that were in a notable display like hung up weird and stuff and other items including a camera when they looked on it there were pictures of skip and there were pictures of teresa there was a bra somewhere there was a purse somewhere it was later discovered that skip had gone back and staged the whole thing and it was actually 20 miles from where they had even been. So. So. Um, helicopters were deployed at some point. And spotted something that was later discovered to be Skip's blue shirt with meth in the pocket. And then dogs were released and picked up on Teresa's scent at one point. But they dropped it. And there was no other evidence found. And so at this point I'm thinking... The whole time, I'm thinking, yeah, he definitely did something. So, then he brought them here and staged it. And he doesn't want them to find the actual place. And so, this happy little camp area that's all decorated and has pictures of us. Um, this is where we were right before she ran off with Bigfoot. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's 
so it's so not funny. Can you imagine being no. the police? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I can't imagine any really any part of any of all of this. It's so it's so bizarre it doesn't seem It's right. so bizarre. But then there were sightings seriously I mean it was in when you look it up. Like there are so maybe they heard people say that there were maybe they got reports a lot. I mean I don't know. Um so Skip was charged um with stealing a child because she is endangerment. A child. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was arraigned and released, but the judge didn't realize that another judge had raised the bail, so he was arrested again a couple of days later. Um, there was a trial. No, but no Teresa. No Teresa still. Yeah. Ever? Okay. I'm kidding. Sorry. Okay. Um, so he was arraigned and where was I? He, uh, before his trial, they dropped, um, oh, I think I was to the point telling you that they raised the bail. Yes. Okay. So, oh, he was arrested again. I said that. Before his trial, they dropped his child stealing and they offered him a deal of one year. Oh my If God. they could charge him with murder and tell, and he'd tell them where her body was. Okay. They well, were going to give him one year. If he confessed to murder? If he confessed to murder and would just tell him, tell them where Teresa was. Seems like a very light sentence. Yeah, I mean that. But he refused anyway. There's so much wrong with all of that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I don't know if he would have gone back to, it was worded weird. I don't know if he would have gone back like, if he said murder, then there would be a trial for that. I think maybe the one year was for whatever child endangerment was, okay, or okay. whatever. That makes that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But he refused to even tell them where she was or anything. And they ended up having to drop all of the case and dismiss so as to not lose and then face double right. jeopardy. Right. And yes. then Because they had no evidence. At all. At all. Except right. for his shirt. Because the whole other scene was a made-up thing. Now, they had the camera, but they looked like they were having fun in the pictures right. and everything. So, and then they had his shirt with the meth in the pocket. Oh and they know they were at the other location because the dogs picked up on the scent. Right. Okay. But it was dropped quickly. Like she just vanished. Carried away by Bigfoot. Even though Skip's daughter reported that he preyed on women by luring them with drugs into the mountains that one time to that girl, she stood up for him during his trial and supported him. Now, <laughs> I got on Sasquatch Chronicles blog. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> People mostly think from the few that I read that Skip murdered her. Uh, Yeah. But one person argued that based on historical records of people in those mountains, including Native Americans and people at that time, you know, Native Americans in the past, and then people all throughout history and current, um, at the time current, young women were big foots, most uh, Sasquatches, most often <laughs> kidnapped oh, so genre they- of people. They this have is a people preference. on the Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay, okay. Um, that know about them, you know. 
I mean, what they I, do. I think I have to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Because I don't <laughs> believe in Bigfoot. Is this just me? Well, a lot of people do. We I need know to go they look do. at Sasquatch Chronicles. I don't know, Macy. I, we don't live in an area where Bigfoot is, so maybe Bigfoot exists. No. I can't believe Bigfoot's never been hit by a car like a deer if That's they're what out I'm there. Saying. There would yeah. be if there were Bigfoot feet, Sasquatch eye. If they existed, we would know. We would know. We would know. It's not like we're talking about the megalodon in the crater bottom of the ocean we can't see. This is like... Yeah. I just... You need to do one of your little Facebook arguments on the Sasquatch Chronicles blog and see if they can change your mind. Well... (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't believe this, in Bigfoot. Because this person makes a good point. Okay. Based on I the cannot Indians, believe these words are coming out of your mouth. Young women were the ones that always got, you know, kidnapped. Okay. If anybody was, that was their favorite. So since this was the eighties, this person on the blog um says there was no DNA. Right, evidence right. back okay, then. Yes, right. This is Mike on Sasquatch Chronicles. <laughs> he argues that circumstantial evidence was enough to convict you back then. So, based on everything they found, it should have seemed obvious that Skip killed her. I agreed. I like Mike. So, why did they let Skip go and not just charge him on circumstantial evidence? Okay. Because they did everybody else. He thinks it's because authorities or people in the area knew there was something out there in those woods. Otherwise, it would have been a simple case to convict. See, Mike, we had this beautiful thing going. <laughs> and then and then you added the Sasquatch. Either way, Teresa was never found or heard from from that I mean from June 1st on that day. Maybe she's out there today in an underground cave, and living it up with Bigfoot. <laughs> she is not. Skip I killed her. She is. I hope she's happier with Bigfoot than living with her family because he was right. She probably wouldn't have come back. But I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's what happened. To I her. think it is possible though that he was on meth and she, you know, if she, if she wasn't all mentally there, yeah, that she could have wandered off or yeah, thought a noise was Bigfoot since he's telling her the story yeah. and then he yeah. she goes off and, and just dies gets of lost. Expose, exposure or something like that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely not enough in that story to make me think that I guess his, just his changing story, like his yeah. constant, his inability to tell the same story makes Skip look guilty. Yes. And the fact that he's a 43-year-old man and he's taking a 16-year-old 16. girl mm-hmm. out into the woods to hunt Bigfoot. Like, I don't know. That just seems nefarious. Like, yeah. it, I don't see that there are pure intentions right. there. And mm-hmm. I can see... I could, I guess, maybe see him taking her out there and trying to rape her and her getting scared and running off. And not because Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, she didn't comprehend the seriousness of getting lost in that environment. Yeah. So maybe he didn't kill her, like, with his bare hands. Mm -hmm. But definitely his, him putting her in that situation situation 
no doubt contributed to whatever happened to her because she's not married to a Sasquatch. If, 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 and this is a big I if, Mm -hmm. Sasquatch exists and they don't, (laughs) but let's hypothetically (laughs) say they do. They did not abduct Teresa to make her their Sasquatch bride. Yes. They ate her. Yes. So no matter what in this situation, she's She's dead. dead. Yeah. And his actions. I would agree with that. His actions contributed to her death and he should have gone to prison for that. He should have. Well, wow, there's uh, what were these prosecutors asleep? I, I mean, I, I'm like, I have a feeling that somehow the people in this area like believe in Bigfoot. Yes, I mean, how else would this happen? How would he get away? I, there is no scenario in which a giant hairy mammal colossus i mean would they be of the are they an ape do these people like what genetic i am not they're just sasquatch i guess we could get on the blog and ask i do not believe that they exist (laughs) and i don't care what people say in response to this like argue with me like say whatever you want i do not believe in bigfoot but i 100 percent believe that Teresa would have and i think that Teresa was excited excited, Uh but that as an adult skip totally bears responsibility for whatever happened to her and she's obviously not alive i agree that's horrible. Mm-hmm. From the beginning to the freaking end. I know. Like that child. But you know what? There may be a mercy in that. I know. Well, and if she was that excited about it, at least she did one fun thing. She got to do something that she probably she probably enjoyed herself mm-hmm. before. I mean, I you know what? I'm going to tell myself she enjoyed that she enjoyed it and that she telling what happened yeah and that's i mean but she doesn't even have a loving family searching for answers you know and that's compounds the sadness Mm -hmm. of the case because Mm -hmm. you know if she had had a mother who had spent her life looking for her or a father who had you know devoted himself to finding her but she had no one yeah she had blind johnny blind johnny and marge and the prostitutes kids david her dad and from afar you know her her great grandma probably died that's probably why she had to leave her probably i mean and i think that is just so sad that there are children that exist in that type of shadow like she just had nothing like there was no one rooting for this kid Mm -hmm. and she I don't know, I, but there is no Bigfoot. 100 million. Well, maybe we'll get some listeners to comment in on this one. Oh, I and I fully anticipate the attack. <laughs> like, bring it on, people. I got it. I, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm ready, but uh-uh. Mama ain't going to believe that for not one minute that there's a Sasquatch eye. Sasquatch eyes. <laughs> okay, well, Angela, well, I, you told me that you didn't know what genre 
this story would fall under. Would fall into and under. If you could make any crime murder story humorous. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm going to try to do. (laughs) I'm going to try to find humor in a bad situation. But, or just to make it more interesting. Um, But... I don't, you can't do that very often. No. It, it was just, you know, and this is a, still a very sad story. Absolutely. But um, maybe just like outlandish ones. Outlandish. That you just and don't just... expect. Like, I just love that you did not see any of that coming. Uh, no. No, no, no. That's I, what I, I want you... my genre to be. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think these are going to be harder to find. I think, I think I'm going to just refer to your episodes as the jaw droppers. Yes. Well, they're going to have to be off the beaten path stories yes. that I know that you haven't heard. Right. Because I, I am like, I, I listen to three, mainly I listen to three crime podcast very, very regularly. I think I told you last night, I've probably listened to anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 cases over the last four years. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Like, I I binge them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do enjoy the, the facts and the details, but you definitely do find the ones that are, like, bizarre with a capital B. Yes. And that's your gift. It's mm-hmm. like your it's like your podcast love language. It is. The weirder the better. Yes. <laughs> that is right. Well, I'm glad today we figured out the plural of Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad today we've determined there isn't one. <laughs> yes, well, you're welcome. I will have to say I agree with you. They don't listen. Don't get the haters to hate you too. They can hate one. They can. They can't hate both of us. <laughs> she didn't mean it, y'all. She was winking the whole time. She really does yes. believe. But uh, but no, Ange, that case was unbelievable. Well done. Cheers. Cheers. Bedlam is a scene of madness, chaos, or great confusion. And we're going to pair our mayhem with a bottle of wine. This is Bottle bottle of Bedlam. I forgot about that part. (laughs) Gosh. gummit. I was looking at you like. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bottle of Bedlam. Send us a recommendation for a case, a crime, a mystery at bottleofbedlam at gmail.com. And don't forget to drop your favorite vino in the comments of our episode by email or on our social media. We are always looking for a wine to pair with our episodes.